Our reading this morning is from Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. And then he will say to those at his left hand, you are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. There's one thing I want to point out on this, uh, this scripture first. Uh, well, first off, welcome to the, uh, the official second service now that we are at the second service. Yeah, so um, ho- hopefully there's a little bit more breathing room, but if, uh, as I, I can see, there's a few empty chairs, and what that tells me is to tell you to please invite people. Uh, now we have the room for the, uh, at both services. We have a little bit more breathing we want to fill those, those tables up. And we don't want to fill them up because we just want people. Uh, you know, uh, we always used to, uh, you know, I try to avoid the, the Seymour rule, uh, Seymour butts and seats. Uh, we, we just want to avoid that. And um, it's clever. But we, um, <laughs> I, I gauge if my wife rolls her eyes, I score. So it's... <laughs> We want, the reason we want to tell people about this, this church is because we want people to know that they're loved by Christ, first and foremost. And this uh, scripture is one scripture that has been used a little bit. Uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus was a storyteller, a very, very good storyteller. In the times before we had uh, electronic media and all that stuff, we had storytelling. 
and we—it's an art that we uh, uh, have have lost sense of in a little bit. Now, a lot of times, you you actually find that in stand-up comedy and stuff. Good stand-up comedians are storytellers, and Jesus was a storyteller. And just like the stories that we see today, the, the things that we go to, we have uh, usually the good side and the bad side. And what Jesus does sometimes is he uh, talks about the extremes of that. He talks about, you know, you've got this person that is righteous and everything, and this person that's going to, you know, just be alone with the devil and all of this kind of stuff. Well, that matches the storytelling that we have today. We watch movies of, uh, you know, the superhero things and all that stuff. You have to have a hero and you have to have a villain. And we are unsatisfied if the villain doesn't get his comeuppance, right? We, one of the most biggest complaints of the, the movie It's a Wonderful Life is that uh, Potter did not get punished at the end. And so, I'm, yeah, my last movie was the 1940s, but that's, you know, I'm sorry, but just total glazed eyes of wonderful, what? What are you talking about? Boy, you're old. Um, but um, when he's talking about the extremes like that, I, want, I just want to keep in mind, because whenever we talk about, uh, we, we like to pull things about, uh, the, the, you're, you know, you're going to be lost to hell and all this kind of stuff, and those scriptures have been taken, the words out of there, out of context, and they've been used to harm people and used to be quite scary to people. I want to remind us what Christ's mission was. Christ's mission was to love everyone. So when he's telling the story, the point that he's trying to make is the importance of the meat of that story. He creates a good guy, a bad guy, and he says, you want to be like the good guy. You don't want to be like the bad guy. So what he's talking about is the importance for us to be there for each other. And oftentimes when we look at this scripture, the first thing that we want to do about uh, clothing the naked and feeding the poor and all of this kind of stuff and welcoming the stranger, everything like that, is we want to pick a side. We want to say, well, I'm on this side. I, you know, I've donated you know, socks to the bin thing there, and I've, uh, you know, I... I give to Easter seals and whatever the case may be. I've, I've done that stuff, so I'm not going to hell. But then we also, we also like to say, but you might. And that's not our job. Our job is to place ourselves in either side. Our job is to look at that and say, where, where can I give more? What, what else can I be doing? If Christ says when you're giving to someone, when you're caring for another human being, you are giving and caring to me, then that should be a priority of ours. And there's many ways that we can do it. There's many ways that we can help each other to create this wonderful community. One of the things that I would love to do is one of the people that have, uh, in my eyes, given so much is, is Gail over here. And I'd like to invite Gail to come up and tell us a little bit about uh, where she has volunteered her time. Gail is incredibly hard to get a hold of because she is always running to things. I used to think it was because she was born before phones, but it was actually she, no, I, you know, that's not mean uh, at all. She, she, she went to high school with uh, Moses, and so we, um, <laughs> come on up here, Gail. <laughs> Have a seat right there. <laughs> the, don't, I'm not helping you. She told me not to help her. The, the, one of the reasons that Gail is so hard to get a hold of truthfully is because she is, honestly, ever since I've known her, she's, she's been with Neighbors Church for five years. And she's always 
volunteering her time somewhere, doing something, giving to someone. Um, she truly, when I, when I read this uh, passage, she's one of the first people I thought of that gives of her time, uh, of her resources. And I would just like to ask uh, Gail to, to share with us why you do that, what, what kind of things you do, and, 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 and what drives you to do that. And I'm just going to grab a, a chair, and you go ahead and let me give, a, give you a microphone I was, here. He uh, tried to stand up for the whole time. Couldn't do it, old man. <laughs> <laughs> you see, most of the things that I say to Gail, you don't realize this, but it's defensive for things that she has said earlier. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to start with my family um, and tell you a little bit about how we lived as a child growing up. My, my parents were definitely um, lower middle class, not a lot of things, not a lot of stuff. We always had enough food and we always had a place to sleep. My father, if anybody in the family, like grandparents, uncles, cousins, needed a temporary or even long-term home, he would say, we have space. Now, he, he was not a religious man. He was, he, he was a Christian, but he, he didn't go to church. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I always think that's kind of my, my foundation there. Um, I do believe that we all have seasons of giving, that, that when you uh, are uh, in the midst of raising a family and someone is sick and all of that, uh, truthfully, I, I did not meet my obligations at that time. I backed off because I, I used that funding for other things. And then I got to go to um, Elliott School. Uh, I was the assistant principal there for nine years. And, um, you know, for a long time there was this message out there someplace, hunger in America. And, and you know, that's, that sounds like a problem in, uh, in all of that. But it kind of floats by out here. It's not, it's not here. And so at Elliott, part of, my, part of my responsibilities was to be like a, a social worker because we didn't have one at that time. And, and so I was in a lot of homes. And um, one day I was visiting a home that I, I was there, oh, fairly often. But anyway, she said, I don't have any food. And I said, oh, oh well... I will work on that. I, she said, no, I don't have any food. And we went, uh, she said, I'll show you. And she opened her refrigerator door, and there was absolutely no food in that refrigerator. That's different than hunger in America. <laughs> when it just, you see it right, right there. Um, so, and, and at that time, we would, the school had gotten a, uh, a, um, what do you call those things, where people give money for, what? Grant. Grant, yes. To spend on families, not on education. They thought that part was pretty well taken care of. And so I started buying groceries for people, and I thought, 
this is kind of fun. <laughs> you know? And um, um, yeah, it was, I enjoyed doing it. So I got really involved with, with the families. We started a clothing bank. And that's where, and at Elliot, which was 90% poverty, 42 different languages or dialects spoken, um, turnover about 200 students a, a month. I mean, it was a month, yes, yeah. So um, we started the clothing bank, and that, that helped a lot. And I always said, don't put anything in that clothing bank that you wouldn't put on your kid. So that, that was the only rule that, that we had. And it was pretty successful, I, I thought, anyway. Um, let's see, I'm skipping around. Anyway, I, and so after I didn't have access to that, I just started buying food for people. Um, I don't give money to people on the street. Um, it's a whole nother 10-minute talk, so. Uh, uh, but I, I do try to have items available for families that need them. Um, so retirement comes and hits me in the face. And, so the first place I, I became, I was part of a group called Families Inspiring Families, and these were, they were families who had children who had uh, mental health issues. And I didn't mention this at the first service, but I'm going to mention it now. I have a daughter that, um, for a period of time, was not part of my life, and I would pray for her to be taken care of. And I would go outside and I would thank God for the stars because she was under the same stars <laughs> as me. So, I, and I think that's part of the recognition, you, you know, and I prayed there were people taking care of her. Well, there were, but probably I wouldn't have approved of a lot of what they were doing. I'm not saying they were doing it, anything illegal. However, I wouldn't have approved. That was part of the problem, I'm sure. So, so in, anyway, but God took care of that. And, and, you know, she has her master's degree today, and she still doesn't like to talk to me that much. That's okay. She's productive. She's happy and all that. So that's kind of a sidebar there. But God provided so much for me during that time that I really took it as that's a, that's a responsibility that I'm, I, I'm supposed to take on. Um, sometimes I just know. Um, <laughs> I'm smiling at my friend over here because she has the same, same thing. Sometimes I just know that I'm supposed to do this. Um, I'm going to tell you about... A, uh, a little African-American boy, 14, working at the airport and pushing wheel, wheelchairs. Nice-looking guy. Got his hair all combed and, 
and, you know, just proud to be there. And uh, so we had, we had a long way to go. Now, so I, we were chatting back and forth. And I said, well, how long have you had this job? Four days. Oh, I said, wow, this is neat. And he said, yeah, it is. It really is. And then he told me about being raised by his grandmother and being on the streets and making decisions about which way he would turn. And, uh, and then he said, and then yesterday I was late. I said, oh, come. well, my ride didn't pick me up and, and I had to walk. Uh, and he said, it took me about an hour to walk here. So, and he said, and then they docked my, fit, my pay. I said, well, you know, if you're not here, or you're not going to get paid. He said, yeah, I know that. But I, he said, I lost about $50. Now, at home, or when I'm on my real life, I never carry $50 bills. But because I was traveling and, and all that, I did have one in my purse. And so when I tipped him, I had it all folded up. I handed him the $50 bill. And he undoes it, and he looks at me, and he said, ma'am, you don't have to do that. And I said, well, I want to. I want you to have it, and you deserve it. You, you know, and I kind of went back through his time. You know, your, your grandmother raised you. You've made good decisions, all that kind of stuff. And, and so he had his $50, and, I, and you know what? It made him feel good. And it made me feel good. Now, there are some people who think I do this because I want the attention of it or I want people to, oh, yeah, you know. So um, that's not why I, I can't totally say that, though, because I do get a feeling of, of joy when something works like that. I, and, and when I do things secretly, that's the most fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to do something nice and not, then nobody knows about it. And then you'll be sitting and having coffee with somebody. Did you hear that so and so? It's kind of fun, I think. So, <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, I really wanted, you know, this young man, I was pleased to be able to help him. Somehow, I, in the last round, I smoothed this right into giving at church, but it's not working. Oh, you're doing great. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> you also volunteer at Matt Talbot for yeah, years. Yeah, about 15 years. Um, I work mostly in the office. Look at that baby. <laughs> you're going to walk soon, aren't you? <laughs> um, I work mostly in the office. Sometimes I do... Um, uh, laundry and showers, which is just signing people in and making sure that they don't leave a mess. Um, and occasionally in the kitchen, but not as much in the kitchen, because I don't like to cook. So anyway, um, I also, I'm no longer uh, active in, in this. There was a family organization that I was part of and, and uh, for about two or three years. And then I was on the board at Region 5 for, I think, four or five years. I don't know. I think, I think board work should be spelled B-O-R-E-D. 
that's just, that's just. I thought it was. Well, probably. <laughs> yeah. So um, I hope people don't. Uh, I hope people don't think it's because I, I want attention or anything. But I do have a good feeling about it. And so then, then I look around here and I think, well, why wouldn't I want to give here? And I, and I mean, I love this place. I love the people that are here. Some are a little questionable. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and so why wouldn't I want to put my effort and, and, and resources into a place that I love? Uh, you know, and basically, I should read that scripture over and over and over again. Because it's very plain what we're supposed to do as Christians. We have a responsibility to help, not, um, what is that big word? Well, I can't think of it. No, no, it's a bigger word. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a big responsibility that we are supposed to have as Christians, to look out for each other. Does that mean you have to support someone uh, for 50 years and, that kind of stuff. No, not at all. It does mean that you have to kind of get involved with someone maybe of a different, maybe they're different than you in many ways. And, but they're still, everybody is just a person. When you get to the core of it, and Christians are supposed to take care of the population. I truly believe that with all my heart. So um, there it is, folks. And it shows, too. Thank you, Gail. Yep. Appreciate it. Now, the beauty of, of talking to Gail is that you'll notice that there are some things that she does, the areas where she picks to give, uh, every areas that she picks to help her neighbor, uh, and then there's other areas that you know she doesn't and things like that. The one thing that I want to really uh, bring home to us is that each one of us is called to, to do this, to give. Truthfully, when you are giving, as Christ says, you're giving to Christ. How you do that could vary from, from difference to difference. You know, uh, Gail shared a, a number of ways that, that she gives. They might not be the way that you give, and that's Okay. Uh, some people are actually, you know, uh, on the, the, the food trays and they're, they're, they're serving. Uh, some people are, are truly doing clothes, clothing drives and things like that. Other people might be doing something else. Some people are fighting for social justice, helping people get through and navigate through the, the endless uh, legalities of trying to just kind of uh, make it through life. Uh, some people, it's about really welcoming that stranger. Uh, some people, it's really about... Um, visiting the person that is unwell or in prison. Do you, do you realize when he says things like that, when he says that the stranger, we, we don't know who our stranger is. That's the very definition of that. What Christ is telling us to do is that uh, you will be called to do things in a wide variety of ways. 
but just do it and do it to everyone. It's one thing if you just give to people that you're comfortable with. It's another thing when you give to somebody that you truly don't know. It's when you share with somebody that truly is a stranger to you. When you visit someone that you truly uh, do not know their full story but are willing to take the time to listen to it, you're doing that to Christ. What we do to our neighbor, we do to Christ. And some of us, we do that in different ways. But that's where, and I said in the beginning, it's hard to pick a side. It's hard to stand over here and say, I, I do all of that. Because there's areas maybe we don't. And what I'm challenging us this week to do is to find those areas where we might fall short. And they might look different to you. I, I don't do all of the things that Gail does. I, I feel a different call to do, to do things. Uh, just as we are different people with different stories, we all have different calls. And so we should not judge each other on how we give. We should judge ourselves on how we give. Every day we should ask ourselves, in this situation, am I a sheep or am I a goat? Am I helping my neighbor or am I not? In other words, am I helping Christ or am I not? That's the challenge this week. I hope that we do that. And Gail, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate that. Anytime that I can preach less, I'm all for it. So, and so are they. So it's, um, But as we move on with our week, some kids are going to be starting school this week. People are going to be starting uh, different adventures. We're going to be seeing the change of season. It's a great time to say, Is, are there things in my life that I need to just to give a little bit of a rebirth to? And maybe that is uh, Neighbors Church. Maybe that is Matt Talbot. Maybe that is saying hello to more people. Maybe that is uh, writing your political person, uh, helping those that don't think that they matter in this world. And remember, it also means helping yourself. Because when we're not helping ourselves, it's really, really hard to reach out and help somebody else. If we don't like ourselves, it's really hard to see the potential in our neighbor. That's why we, we do this in order. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. I pray that we could do that. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we are so grateful for uh, times that we can share, share parts of ourselves, share our stories. Uh, we thank you for the encouragement, the enlightenment, uh, also the challenge of how we can continually improve as Christians, how we can continually be there and, and hear those messages and know that it speaks to us. How can we continue to love you more? to love ourselves more, and to love our neighbor more. We walk the walk with you. Guide us and love us. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.